And we've got a guest here today that is really a theologian. You know, I'm just a preacher and I'm more of an exhorter and an evangelist, but this man is a Bible scholar. So you're going to hear from J.B. Hickson today, and uh, we're excited to welcome him. So without no further ado, I want our listeners today to know exactly what is the spirit of Antichrist, how is it at work today in our world, and when will the Antichrist appear, the actual Antichrist? So let's welcome to our audience today, my special guest all the way from Colorado, J.B. Hickson. Welcome to the studio today. Hi, Lee. Thanks so much for having me on. It's an honor. Oh, that's great. Great to have you today. So you have been, uh, let me just read a little bit about you. J.B. Hickson is nationally known author. His book, The, Anti the Spirit of the Antichrist, has really been selling. He is a radio host for over 30 years of ministry and experience. He's been in the pastoral and academic arenas. He's been recognized for his expertise in the era of systematic theology. Dr. Hickson has a passion for communicating important, that's the key, important theological truths from God's word in a clear and easy way that everyone can understand. I like that. You got your <laughs> BA degree from Houston Baptist University, and you went on and you graduated from Dallas Theological Seminary. I know that school because I lived in Dallas. Oh my, and you got your PhD uh, from the Baptist Bible <laughs> Seminary. You're the author of 11 books, that's amazing. Getting the Gospel Wrong, The Evangelical Crisis, The Great Last Days, Deception, Exposing Satan's New World Order. We'd like to hear about that sometime. And then it just goes on and on. So welcome. You know, Dr. Hickson, there's so many people teaching, you know, today and they say, oh, I heard from God on this or I heard about this. And you really just don't know who to believe. Uh, but we obviously, every denomination is waking up that something is going on. And it's kind of like, like all of a sudden we're kind of getting closer together, all denominations, because we're beginning to realize that these demons are attacking us, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and people are waking up that this is way beyond us, what they're doing to us with the shortages of food and the vaccine and all these things that they're doing to shut down all of our churches. So maybe you can give us some insight today on your thoughts of what's really going on. Yeah, it really is an amazing time to be alive right now, Lee. Um, you know, since 2020 and the stolen election and the pandemic, more and more people are waking up. Uh, I've been kind of going down this rabbit hole for 16 years now. Uh, you know, the Lord allowed me to wake up through uh, the influence of a colleague. I was teaching full time at the graduate level and uh, just a colleague, a fellow professor, dear friend, dear friend to this day. And I, uh, we would have lunch two or three times a week. And on one particular occasion, he began to share some things with me that really uh, shocked me. And I remember the cognitive distance that I went through during that lunch because I really loved and respected him and he was a brilliant man. And yet the things he was saying were just uh, completely crazy to me. So that started my journey. And uh, early on, we began to realize that uh, life as we know it is not what we've been taught. We've been lied to on so many fronts. And so I began uh, speaking and teaching about that. I left academia, I started Not By Works Ministries. We've traveled the country um, 
extensively, been in all 50 states uh, sounding the alarm. But what I've noticed, Lee, is that since 2020, uh, topics and subjects that used to be met with a little bit of skepticism, uh, people are now saying, tell me more. And so that's the premise behind these uh, two volume, uh, this two volume set, Spirit of the Antichrist. It just came out last year. In fact, volume two just came out uh, just a few months ago. And the premise is from the book of First John, one of the last books written in the New Testament. The Apostle John, who walked and talked with Jesus, reminds us that in these last days, many antichrists have come, uh, little a. He does talk about the future capital A antichrist, but he says, while we wait, many antichrists have, have come. And he goes on to say in chapter 4 that uh, the spirit of the antichrist, the spirit of this future man of sin that you just read about from 2 Thessalonians 2, is already at work. In other words, Satan is, is hard at work setting the stage, preparing the way for the final uh, cosmic battle. And uh, so it just occurred to me, if that's the case, then the closer we get to the end of the age, the, the, the greater upsurge we're going to see in this type of spiritual demonic activity. And so as I started researching and connecting the dots, uh, sure enough, that's what we found. And so that's what I outline uh, in these uh, in these two books. And uh, so uh, folks, by the way, can go to spiritoftheantichrist.org, spiritoftheantichrist.org, and that's where you can learn kind of what's in the books. The, the full table of contents is there. We even uh, list the whole preface so you can kind of get a sense where we're going. But yeah, that's kind of what's been our passion really for about the last 16 years. So, um, JB, you've been married for 31 years to Wendy. That's quite a testimony right there with all these marriages falling apart these days. Mm -hmm. But I was reading, you know, this morning also in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 in the Amplified, it says, and then the lawless one, the Antichrist, will be revealed and the Lord Jesus will slay him with the breath of his mouth and bring him to an end by his appearing at his coming. The coming of the lawless one, the Antichrist, is through the activity and the working of Satan, we know that, and will be attended by great power and with all sorts of pretended miracles and signs and delusive marvels, all of them lying wonders, lying wonders. You know, I'm concerned about this artificial intelligence, and you can even see where Elon Musk spoke about it the other day, and he said, yes, I funded it, but wouldn't that be ironic that it could be so evil in these last days, what it would do? And you can see the, how that spirit of Antichrist is working at all levels, through the computer, through our homes, through the theological schools, through our churches, through every single place. And so... I'm so glad that you've written this book and that we can get that book and hear what you have to say because that's so important. And I tell moms, teach your children these things. Teach them not to take the mark of the beast. Oh no, I don't want to scare my children. I'm so afraid to scare my children. That is ridiculous. I taught my son since he was two years old. You're not taking the mark of the beast. You're not following the Antichrist. And I mean, he's doing great today. I mean, you know, we put him... Most moms put them through, put them in front of scary movies and demonic music and all this evil they put into their children, but they don't teach them the word of God. What amen. do you have to say about this? Yeah, amen. We did the same thing, Lee. We have six awesome children, uh, 28 down to uh, age 14. Uh, and uh, we, you know, once we woke up, 
and began really researching this and, and, and traveling, looking at key uh, sites. I mean, we did firsthand research. I mean, that's my, my field. And so I just, I didn't want to just watch a video and then assume I knew about it. I wanted to really get to the bottom of it. Plus, I started out with a healthy skepticism, which I think helped. But we have multiple family meetings, uh, and we did growing up. In fact, the kids still joke about it to this day. The, the family meetings, they would roll their eyes, oh, another family meeting, you know, and we talk about this stuff. So they're very awake, very prepared. Uh, you know, we don't know when the Lord's going to come back. We don't want to presume somehow that, you know, he's going to rescue us before things get bad. It's been very bad for many brothers and sisters in Christ for 2,000 years. And so that's a rather okay. naive view that some people have. So uh, we certainly uh, you do our best to be prepared. So That is powerful. So are we, you know, you think about the there's over 3 million Christians that right now are being persecuted in North Korea, China, Libya, Yemen, and of all places, of all places where I vacationed all my life, Mexico is now on the biggest target of persecuted Christians. They're burning, these gangs are burning down the churches, burning down the Catholic cathedrals, burning down the little tiny huts that hold Bible studies. And they're raping the women, they're killing the children. And uh, CNN is not reporting on this, that right over our border, they're persecuting the Christians. And look what's been happening even in Canada, that spirit of Antichrist, where they oh, yeah. have yeah. thrown to the ground Pastor Pulowski, beaten him, put him in prison just because he showed up for the truckers and was giving them food and water and, and money when they did that truck, you know, thing they did across the country. And mm -hmm. um, it's pitiful. And so Christians, even in America, they want to persecute us through the IRS and through all kinds of things. So I can't, I mean, I, I believe in the rapture, but I don't know if we're just going to be raptured out of here. I mean, I think we're going to have some trouble, trouble times and we've yes. got to get ready. Yes. It certainly looks that way, Lee, you know, if the Lord tarries is coming. And uh, speaking of Christian persecution, you know, chapter 12 in, in volume two of Spirit of the Antichrist is all about that. It's called the rise of anti-Christian sentiment. And, you know, it's not just in, uh, you know, these other countries like Australia and Canada and the ones you mentioned, uh, but we are seeing a dramatic upsurge in uh, the you know persecution of Christians and and even some pretty severe. I remember you know back during the height of the pandemic, there were Christians that were arrested for doing nothing more than singing praises to God out in the open air of their parking lot. So uh, we saw that in Idaho. Uh, and then you know we've been persecuted in other ways, less serious maybe than some of our brothers and sisters around the world. Uh, but uh, I know we at Not By Works were canceled from YouTube early on, uh, and uh, we've we've had some other. Uh, you know, attacks and things. So uh, very much spiritual warfare. But if I may, I want to go back to what you said about artificial intelligence, because in volume two, I, the first uh, couple of chapters are all about uh, transhumanism, artificial intelligence, uh, you know, Klaus Schwab. And at its core, trans, you know, transhumanism is, the, is really the key to this Luciferian conspiracy. And by the way, that, that term is their term for what they call their attempt to take over the world. It comes straight out of Scripture. Psalm 2 describes the conspiracy between uh, earthly leaders who are trying to throw off the the, the uh, shackles or the controls that God has on them. God is sovereign, and they don't like control. You know, Satan and his earthly accomplices, they have control issues. They, they want to take control of this world themselves, and uh, so they're, they're working hard to do that, to usher in a one-world 
political, religious, and economic system. But a big part of that is Satan's desire to be God. That's what caused his fall in the first place. He said, I'm going to ascend into heaven. I'm going to take the, the dwelling place of God, and I'm going to be God. And so uh, the one frontierly, even though Satan has conquered a lot, you know, he's conquered or, or just, you know, attempted to destroy gender and life and language and you know, marriage and so many other uh, divine institutions. But the one area that he'll never be able to conquer is the creation of life, uh, ex nihilo, out of nothing. And so what he's trying to do is create artificial life. Uh, he's trying to marginalize the image of God in man. That's why he's destroying gender. I have a chapter. Chapter 13 is probably the toughest chapter in, in either book. It's uh, pretty heavy. It's called the, the Spirit of Perversion and the Gender Surrender Movement. Uh, and man, you know, it's not for the weak of stomach for sure. Uh, but uh, what he's trying to do is destroy the image of God in man because artificial life has no gender. Uh, artificial intelligence has no gender. So if he can right. marginalize gender, make us think that it doesn't matter, you can pick and choose and flip-flop, then he can step right in with this artificial intelligence. Um, and uh, so I encourage folks to read that chapter in particular. You know, uh, you've all Noah Harari, uh, Klaus Schwab's right-hand guy there. He famously said, and I'm paraphrasing here, the exact quote is in the book, but he, he said essentially, you know, we don't need Christianity to create God. A couple of guys in lab coats can do that in the laboratory. And it's just blasphemous. Right. So uh, Blas yeah. Blasphemous. And he's a homosexual mm -hmm. and it's sad, but he's Jewish. It breaks my heart. Yeah. So many Jewish people have allowed that spirit of Antichrist to take them over. Maybe not at that level, but just where they vote for, you know, they, they don't even vote according to their Bible, according to the Talmud. They don't even vote according to the Jewish word right. of God. They just vote evil for people that kill babies and they vote everything against God's word. And it's like they're, they're so full of Antichrist and harlotry and whoredoms. It's, it's breaking my heart because I love Israel and God's people so much. But it's like so hard when you talk to them and they, I tell them, how can you not wake up and see what's happening? So yeah. go ahead. That was really good. Yeah. But I just want to remind folks that, you know, Israel is not in the land today in belief. Um, they, they had a return, which I believe was prophetically significant back in 1948 when God uh, supernaturally allowed Israel to become a nation again for the first time in some 1800 years, clearly setting the stage for the future of national Israel in the kingdom someday. We believe the Bible will fulfill its promises. God will fulfill his promises to Israel in the land someday. But the, they're, they're not there today in belief. There are some Jewish believers. Obviously, many Jews have come to believe in Jesus Christ as the Son of God who died and rose again to pay our personal penalty for sin. They're believers, but not all of them. But one day, Lee, when Christ comes back, uh, he's going to regather believing Israel into the land, set up his kingdom in the rebuilt temple, and then he'll rule in perfect peace and justice and righteousness. So, uh, you know, we, we have to have a little bit of nuance as we think about Israel, because Saint, just like we do with America, you know, we love this country. I have a chapter in the book on how the fingerprints of God are all over this country. But we also need to recognize the fingerprints of Satan uh, have wedged their way into this country as well. And the same thing is true for Israel. So uh, we, we can't, uh, you know, we can't uh, just simply assume that because someone is a Jew that they understand 
the Bible, uh, you know, uh, you know, correctly. Um, but yeah, you know, the the whole again, the whole premise here is that there is a conspiracy. It's it's not about what it's about. We have been lied to again and again, uh, and we get into. Let me just read some of the titles from uh, the chapters here. We we get into the Luciferian timetable. I don't know how much you've looked into this, but you know, for a hundred years. Satan's earthly minions have been talking about the 2020s as a key target for ushering in the new world order. I mean, um, Helena Blavatsky, Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey claimed uh, to be channeling demons. I talk about that in the book. Uh, the the uh, She actually has the name for the demon that she was channeling. And uh, almost 100 years ago, uh, you know, she died in the 1930s, I believe it was. But 15 times in 10,000 pages of her writings, she makes reference to the year 2025 as the key year that, uh, you know, that the Satan's army, if you will, is going to come in and make its final push. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to happen because, of course, God is the ultimate arbiter of the timetable. He's sovereign and Satan's been trying to take over since he got kicked out of heaven. But it's interesting to me that there are a lot of people out there, not just her, but I, I cite several in that chapter of people that are targeting the 2020s. You've got the whole Agenda 2030 issue. You've got, you know, the, the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization all kind of converging and the right. UN coming together to try to, right. to, to take this over. But I have a chapter on secret societies, on fake elections. And then uh, chapters 9 and 10 are all about the paranormal aspect of this. You know, the, the Satan is uh, sort of, certainly at, at its core, it's a, a spiritual battle that bleeds over into the earthly realm of time, space, and matter. But we see a lot of upsurge uh, in those signs and wonders like you read about there in Second Thessalonians 2. So we get into some of that. And uh, of course, there's all this talk about uh, UFOs, the, the New York Times of all people, uh, you know, all the news that's fit to flush. But uh, nevertheless, they uh, they were the ones that broke the story back in 2017, December. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Tucker Carlson did a great job on uh, video media, TV media, pr uh, promoting it. Right. And uh, the evidence of UFOs is, not, is uh, undeniable. But the question is, what are they? And so if you look at it through a biblical lens, you understand this is demonic, it's, it's dimensional, it's spiritual. It's not little green men coming to, you know, from Mars. Um, and so that whole issue is something, is one example of a topic that, you know, we've touched on through the years in my conferences and, and messages and books, but uh, it's starting to be more, people are open to it now. So it gives us an opportunity to come in and provide clarity through the lens of scripture. And, and if I might add, you know, the pa our passion at NBW Ministries is the clarity, accuracy, and urgency of the gospel message. So all that we do, everywhere we go, every prophecy conference, you know, we speak at. I just got back from Orlando in the big Orlando Prophecy Summit where I spoke twice. Every place we speak, uh, we're convicted that we need to share the gospel. And so... You know, we we share the gospel clearly, accurately, and urgently. The time is short, and the gospel is so simple a child can understand it. Christ died for our sins and rose from the dead, and uh, the only hope people have to be rescued from the penalty of sin is to place their faith in Him. Well, you know, JB, um, a lot of people that I talk to, because you know, I'm in the health and beauty business. I have a health and beauty company, and a lot of people that I talk to. They are just so caught up in their Netflix and their country club and their golf and their tennis and their, I mean, it's just unbelievable. They're, I mean, all those things, some of those things, you know, might be okay for, uh, for something, but when that becomes your whole focus in your life, it's such idolatry. And so many people 
They've not, they think they're born again. They think they know Jesus, but they've never really surrendered to Jesus. And I know that's where I've been every day. I've just been saying, God, oh, I surrender to you. Get anything out of me that's not of you. Anything that's of that antichrist, the spirit of lawlessness, I want it plucked out of me. I want to mm-hmm. make sure that I'm going to go to heaven and spend eternity with God. And plus, if we've got anything in us that's common ground with Satan, when it gets really bad, I don't know, we're not going to be able to stand. And that's why God's visiting all of us to get these systems out of us, whether it's, you know, false religion. You know, I came out of the Presbyterian church and the Catholic church, and then I got born again and filled with the Holy Spirit. And so I began to see that there was a lot of doctrines of devils that I was being taught. And so we've got to just keep crying out to God and seek him with our whole heart because any of us can be deceived. You know, I know I've been deceived and I'm sure I'm still deceived in some areas, but I want to know truth. That's my heart's cry. God, I've got to know truth. And that's why yeah. I'm on Red Voice Media. These people are really fighting to give us the truth of God's news, of the truth in the news every day. And um, so that's yeah, got to be our heart. We we need more folks like you, Lee. Absolutely. And uh, and I'm not just being flattering. I really appreciate the fact. I think something you said in the opening before I came on was that you know th- there's there are more people waking up. So we're seeing you know a growing number of people that are starting to get it. But at the same time, there are more and more people that are deceived. And so there's this huge gap. And that's the that's the target that, that I know you you're going after and I'm going after not going after. But you know what I mean? We want to see them wake up. Um, you know, that same passage that serves as the premise for our two volume set. Uh, verse one of first John chapter four says, brethren, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God. For many false prophets have gone out into this world. And in, in First Thessalonians, uh, you know, chapter five, you, you referenced Second Thessalonians, but First Thessalonians is a very prophetic book as well, talking about the end times. And in chapter five, uh, Paul is talking to believers here and he says, but you brethren are not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. And then listen to this. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. And so, you know, a friend of mine and colleague of mine that I've worked with at multiple conferences, he he told me one time, the last thing the world needs is sleepy Christians. We've got enough of those. You know, we don't need any more. And so we need Christians who are willing uh, to wake up. And then if I can just clarify one thing, you know, for believers, absolutely, our calling every day is to wake up, surrender all to the Lord, live for him, ask him every day, how can we serve you better, serve you more? Uh, that's the life of a, of a Christian and the life of a disciple. But the wonderful thing about God's grace, Lee, is that uh, it costs Jesus his life, his own shed blood, but it's free to us. That's what the Bible says. Romans three twenty four says we're justified freely. It's paid by the blood of Jesus. That, that great old hymn, uh, Jesus paid it all. So the, the simple message of the gospel in scripture more than 160 times tells us in the New Testament alone that we receive eternal life by faith alone, simply believing what Jesus uh, you know, did on our behalf. And so I think a lot of people think they're Christians because they've grown up in an environment that teaches a works-based model where if I just do more, right. 
you know, do more good works, perform better, pull myself up by my bootstraps, make a pledge or promise or commitment, you know, as if salvation is a bilateral contract of some kind where you sit down with God and you say, I'll stop doing this and promise to do this and I'll never do that and so forth. And eventually he says, okay, you've got a deal. That That's not the picture of salvation in God's word. It's a, it's a unilateral gift and it's unconditional. Uh, we receive it simply by faith, but you do have to receive it. You know, God's not going to force salvation on anyone any more than he forced Adam and Eve to sin. He created us in his image with free will. We chose to rebel against him. The consequence of that, which he had warned us of, is death, spiritually and physically. And uh, then he took the extraordinary step of making a way out by sending his eternal son uh, to the earth to live a perfect, holy, sinless life, uh, pay our penalty on the cross, rise again, defeating death, hell, and the grave. And then he has the power to offer eternal life and restoration with God to all who simply trust in him for it. So uh, we're passionate about grace. I don't mean to preach, but, uh, uh, you know, we uh, we love uh, the amazing matchless grace of God, but our our current motif, if you will, the current theme for the last 16 years has been Bible prophecy because we believe things are unraveling rapidly everywhere we turn. We see signs of the times. Now, is Jesus coming back in our lifetime? I mean, if you ask me my, my studied opinion, I would say an emphatic yes. Uh, theologically, you know, we can't point to a chapter and verse that guarantees and says, here's the day. In fact, we the Bible tells us just the opposite. No one knows the day or the hour. But, you know, Jesus made an interesting comment during his earthly ministry to the uh, Pharisees and scribes and Sadducees. In Matthew 16, he made a comment about how you you know how to look at the, the sky and you can kind of tell the weather. You know, by the way, we're sitting here. I'm sitting here in the tall pines of the Colorado Rockies. What's that? I, it talks about, you know, you can you look at that when yeah. it's red sky, you know, it's going right. to this is going to happen. You yeah. know, all yeah. this. Yeah. But you, but you don't know how to discern the, discern the signs of the times. We're sitting here in the Rockies. We're under a winter storm warning. We're supposed to get one to two feet. Uh, I can see the clouds off in the distance coming over the mountains. And I know what that means. Uh, but so Jesus, you know, rebuked those first century, uh, you know, Jewish leaders, unbelieving leaders, that he says, you know how to tell the weather, but you can't tell the signs of the times. And they should have known that this was their Messiah. I mean, humanly speaking, we understand God had a plan. We understand the Old Testament predicted the rejection of the Messiah. We get that. But from a human perspective, they should have known all the prophets talked about, you know, a virgin giving birth to a child in Bethlehem and so on and so forth. But yet they missed it. And I just don't want believers today to make the same mistake because, you know, the signs of the times are all around us. I mean, we're seeing, you know, the, the destruction of America. And by the way, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I love this country. I come from a long line of military servicemen. My father's a retired lieutenant colonel in the Army Reserves. My, both of my grandfathers served in the military. My father-in-law served in the military. So I never had the pleasure, but I love this country. But you need to understand, and I'm sure you do, because uh, you talk about it every day, that Satan has his crosshairs set right on America. He has to destroy America in order to usher in the one world system. And the earthly accomplices of Satan have been talking about this in earnest since the turn of the 20th century. You know, the Rockefellers, the, the Ford Foundation, the Carnegie Foundation, all of these globalist groups have been doing everything they can uh, to destroy this nation. It's the one nation standing in the way of Satan's uh, plan. And so uh, I hope 
by God's grace that we can turn that around and that America will still be standing when the rapture happens. Uh, but I tell you what, it, you know, you have to know the enemy. You know, as Peter tells us, uh, our enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may destroy. And, and I think, uh, unfortunately, we've been asleep at the wheel uh, and we let uh, these uh, Luciferian elites, you know, uh, creep into uh, national leadership, and they're, I think, inside the Beltway. There's a lot of them, uh, and they are, you know, affecting our laws, our court rulings, our education system. They're affecting so many things. It's a, it's a cancer uh, that uh, we need God's people to be aware of. Exactly, exactly, and now. Today, they announced, well, yesterday, that Biden is going to run again. And uh, it seems like there's a sinister plot that, yes, he'll run, but that's how they're going to maneuver uh, Kamala Harrison, who's not a Christian, who would not even put her hand on the Bible. Um, she put her purse there when she was sworn in. And uh, she really, really hates us and hates this yeah. country. I mean, so it looks like they're going to try to maneuver her in to be our next president. So well, all we can do is uh, pray and keep fighting and keep speaking the truth and help wake wake up people. We got to wake them up. So yeah, I mean, so I I saw that when I knew that Biden was going to be announcing. They had they had kind of telegraphed that last week, and then I saw that. But you know, before he runs. Uh, wouldn't it be nice if he learned how to walk, at least walk up a flight of stairs? I mean, that would be, let's, you know, it's baby steps here. Let's, let's run, but let's walk before you run, you know? <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, uh, oh, that's the truth. That's the truth. Well, every day I pay for divine protection over our country and Amen. over the ones that truly Amen. love God here. And, and I got to spend some time with president Trump two weeks ago when he came off the golf course and, uh, he he's such a great person, really great. And I just pray divine protection over him and Melania and Laura and everyone every day because, you know, he's really fighting to save this country. And he did more for religious freedoms than anyone else we've ever had. So it just breaks my heart that some of these mega churches, I've talked to the pastors, um, they're like, well, you know, I just don't want to be involved in politics and I'm not going to tell my people who to vote for. And uh, I loved it that my pastor stood up there and uh, she said, I've been weighing out. This was 2016 or 15. You know, is it Ted Cruz? Is it Ben Carson? Is it Trump? Who do we get behind? And the Holy Spirit revealed to her that the only one that could possibly beat Hillary Clinton was president would be Donald J. Trump. And God had spoken to me in a dream back in the 80s that he would run for the presidency and that he would win. And so everybody thought I was crazy, and but it came to pass. So, Amen. Um, you know, I, so I, I know we've got a, a break coming up. So uh, I, if do we have a break coming up here? I don't want to talk over the break. Absolutely. I've been so caught up in this. So this is Lee Valentine. I'm here every day at 11 o'clock, and I'm so excited. We're going to hear a few more words from J.B. Hickson. Let's hear from a couple of our sponsors, but stay tuned. You don't want to miss these final words from this great man of God. You know, the Bible says that in the last days, many will be deceived, but it doesn't have to be you, and it doesn't have to be me. Let's welcome back J.B., and this is Lee Valentine, and we're having a great time in the Word of God today. 
So JB, I just wanted to ask you, as we close out, we've got about five minutes. We started a few minutes late, but I just wanted to ask you, is there any final words that could really encourage people? They're struggling financially. They're hurting in their bodies. They, they can't sleep at night. The doctor's putting them on antidepressants and all kinds of stuff is happening. So where are we? Yeah. So, you know, uh, in the, in chapter, I mean, in volume one of Spirit of the Antichrist, I, I mentioned some of the chapters in volume two, but in chapter one, I have a, uh, you know, a summary at the end about how to avoid deception and why all of this matters and, and how believers who, who would be easily overwhelmed, honestly, I mean, my wife and I, as we've gone down this rabbit hole, there've been times when we've just really been overwhelmed at, at it all. But uh, the Bible teaches that we're never to be scared. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but we're to be prepared. And so I think uh, fear of the unknown is the underlying thing for all fear. And so people need to actually take the time to study this. I know that it's hard to look behind the curtain. I know that it's easier to stick your head in the sand, uh, but it's very important. Proverbs 22, 3 says, he who sees trouble coming and prepares for it is wise. And so we want to be wise. We want to be prepared, but never scared. Uh, I talk in, in volume one about the conspiracy. That's where we lay out the biblical foundations of the Luciferian conspiracy. Uh, if you've not studied that, I encourage folks to to check that out. It's what Ralph Epperson in his famous book, The Unseen Hand, calls a conspiratorial view of history. And, and that's really what's going on, that uh, history as we know it is not uh, always accurate. Uh, and uh, and so folks can check out those books at spiritoftheantichrist.org, spiritoftheantichrist.org, and uh, you know, kind of see what some of the chapter titles are. But it's it, the time is short, uh, Lee. The, it's urgent now for such a time as this for God's people to, to do the role that God has given us in this present age, which is to be a light, as Paul calls it, in this perverse generation. That's the way Paul put it. And uh, we need to, to stand up, uh, you know, as you're doing on your show. Uh, and there's just an urgency to it. So uh, obviously, the Bible is, uh, if you can only read one book, read the Bible. That's what every believer should be reading. Um, and run everything you see and hear through the grid of Scripture uh, and, and validate and invalidate truth claims that way. Uh, but I feel, you know, if you have the time and the interest, these books will really expose you to some things that perhaps uh, you've not really thought about. And it really it connects the dots. You know, there are a lot of people out there talking and writing about, you know, fake elections and all these other, you know, conspiracies, which are all true. But what we do is take it uh, and, and at the macro level, connect all the dots so that people understand this is part of a bigger uh, battle and it's a spiritual battle at its core. Oh, this is powerful. Now, to get the book, they can go to your website, which was listed there in the bottom of the screen. I don't see it right now, but it was up. I don't know, Peach, if we could put that up one more time, how they can contact you. Can you give it to them verbally? Yeah, you bet. So our primary website where you can go to find, you know, all of our videos, podcasts, uh, devotionals uh, uh, is notbyworks.org, notbyworks.org. It's based on Titus 3.5, not by works of righteousness, which we've done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Uh, we also have a page on uh, Harbinger's Daily. We're one of the trusted uh, folks on there. Uh, but if you just want to check out the books, the easiest way to go, and, and it's easy to remember, just go to Spirit of the Antichrist. Dot org, spirit of the antichrist.org. And again, we've listed uh, the, the entire preface there for each volume. You can read it, kind of see where we're going. It also lists the entire table of contents with the subheadings of each chapter. And I think just that alone will, will show people, man, there's a lot 
uh, a lot that people need to know. So, yeah, thanks so much for letting us kind of share our heart and share the word here and uh, appreciate all that you're doing. You are uh, a blessing to so many people, Lee, truly. Oh, you are too. I feel your spirit, your heart. You know, I have many guests on, but it's not heart to heart. And I feel your heart. You really love God. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank our yeah. dear friend, Scott Buehling, for ha- having this great introduction. I mean, this is so great. I wouldn't have met you otherwise, probably. So I really appreciate it. And uh, you have a lot of weight to share from God's word. So I just want to c- encourage our viewers, please visit his website, Order his book immediately, and why don't you send him a note and say, please sign it. It'd be great to have a signed copy from you. So I'd be, I'd you be so happy much. to, and thanks to Scott as well. I met him in Orlando when I was speaking there, and uh, I appreciate him connecting us. So. Oh, he's the best. He's the best. Well, thank you to all of our great patriots, to the great men and women that have tuned in today, and just continue to make America great again. Don't be discouraged. Don't be alarmed. Have no fear. God's got this. Rise up and be strong because Jesus Christ of Nazareth will take care of you even in these dark times. I'll see you tomorrow, 11 a.m., God willing. And my thoughts and prayers are with you. Thank you, JB, and I'll see you all tomorrow. Bye-bye.